previously on Anything Goes. To see, okay. To me, uh, though, that's the win. Yeah? Not actually having sex. The part where she's like, I would have sex with you. You're like, okay. Yeah, sometimes, Done. sometimes Game. you're like, you know what? That's enough. Call it there. That's enough. I don't yeah. need that. I just, sometimes it's a matter of just knowing that it could happen. Oh, real, yeah. I don't believe that from either one of you guys. I'm really? not lie. No! What's the point of wanting to have sex unless you have sex? Uh, I think sometimes it's just a matter of knowing that having, I could. Oh, okay. If I knew I could bench press 300 pounds without actually doing it, that's good enough. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. That'd be like me being at the bar. I'd be like, oh, you want to buy me a drink? Oh, well, it's good to know that you would buy me a drink, but I'm going to buy my own drink. You, like that would fucking should, ever you should, happen. You should try that once or twice and <laughs> remember how you got home. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I always get home. I don't know how I do it. And now, let's get to a new exciting show. Hey, Sunday, baby. How you doing? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Better than crack whores. They never stay the whole hour. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? Hey there, listeners. This is Anything Goes. My name's Dave Martin. This is the week of April. Oh, fuck no. It's uh, May 1st. It's, it's May 1st, uh, 2013. Uh, we are coming to you from the studios, uh, the XM Studios in Toronto. Beside me, just like every week. Actually, he's been vacant. Yes. Uh, last couple for of weeks. last couple of weeks. So yep. We have uh, had two uh, Darren Frost-free weeks, and now he is uh, back. He has returned. Yes. But actually, you went to, uh, you were uh, at I the- I was just uh, in Halifax, Halifax, the Halifax, Halifax Comedy Fest. Festival. Yes. Uh, and uh, did a couple TV galas, and everybody was all, you know, everyone's always nervous when I do uh, family entertainment, as Sam Kinson would say when he did TV spots. And uh, it worked out really well for me, so I'm happy about that. Did two uh, different TV galas. And also got to see two comics I'd never seen before, but I'd heard a lot about. One is Dwight Slade. If you hadn't seen Dwight Slade, I'd never seen. Really? I'd seen okay. clips, but I'd never seen him live. And uh, he just uh, he really ripped it. Ripped it. Uh, the, this one gala really killed. Like probably uh, for some, the set of the night. Uh, everyone did well, but he just really blew the place apart. Did he do his uh, closer with the uh, the driving and the uh, he sits on the stool and he drives and he? Acts uh, I out? didn't see that part. Okay. I mean, right. I only saw parts of it, but I could hear the audience because I was on the same gala. Yeah. Uh, and also, I saw Lachlan Patterson, who has never been on the show, no. uh, but a Canadian comic who now lives in Los Angeles, and he was extremely funny and he really did well too so it was it was good to see comics i'd heard about before but never actually seen is, is halifax like a uh I don't want to call it a clean festival, but do they look for squeaky clean? clean. Really? It's squeaky clean, yeah. And they squeaky don't have clean. a dirty show? They, they don't... don't have a dirty show. They have a couple shows at the club level called Not For TV, but that's not a dirty show. That's just clean comedy with the word fucking it a little, but it's okay. not a dirty show to, per se. But uh, I did my uh, Boston joke on the gala. What was your Boston joke? The, the It referenced the idea that um, in Boston, because of the marathon, and they did the, uh, the lockdown, uh, the citywide lockdown manhunt for the one person that uh, even though they had that in, in place, CNN reported that some Americans still wrapped themselves in blankets to hide their identity because they had to go out to Dunkin' Donuts. And I said, you know, how bad is your uh, addiction when you're willing to chance being seen as a terrorist to get your fix? I said, uh, I go, uh, you know what, if, if it's that bad, maybe cut back a little. Maybe, you know, have a 12-step program, step one, buy a coffee maker. Yeah. And then it just went on from there. Okay. Do you feel, how restricted do you feel when you have to do clean sex? Well, very, very restricted because it's not me normally. But, you know, uh, you have to make the deal with the devil if you want to get on television. I, I mean, really. I mean, that's the, what it yeah. is. I don't even think clean comics well, deal with it that much. with the devil is a little bit... Harsh, maybe harsh way to say it, but it's but, it's it's you know that's the deal. It's, but you yeah you you accept the parameters that they give you right. to go there. So uh, you were happy with how it all turned out. Yeah, no, it worked out well for okay. me, and it worked out for all the comics that I like and admired. So that's uh, you know a win win. Uh, was it a, 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 a did you take part in any of the uh, drunk fests? You know you all, you threatened to get drunk at yeah, in Winnipeg, and that didn't happen. Well, I cu I couldn't Winnipeg because I was on the pain pills, and then this time I was just so tired that I didn't. You know, you can drink on antibiotics. They just won't work. 
Yeah. And so it's And my just, back was really fucked up, and I didn't want to even have That just a, makes the pain pill stronger. That's why they say don't take it with alcohol, because it will increase the effect. Who am I going to listen to, my doctor or Dr. Dave? I don't know. Oh, Dr. Feelgood over here. <laughs> uh, so uh, was it a, a drunk fest for others? It was, you... a, it was a drunk fest, yeah, for sure. I mean, once people were finished their TV and they're, you know, they don't have to worry about anything like that, yeah, they got their- the chains their, are off. Yeah. Did like, you, what hotel were you staying in? Uh, we stayed at the Westin in Halifax, which is where we always stay for Yuck Yuck. So it is almost sense of like, I've been here before, so it wasn't that special when it comes to the hotel. Right. But uh, some guys, they, I mean, Pete Zedlacker uh, didn't go to bed till like 6 a.m. Sunday morning. And okay. he was on a flight like at 8 a.m. to go to Mexico with his wife. Oh, shit, yeah. Well, so he, he was like, and some, <laughs> some people were like, we watched the sunset. I'm like, what the fuck are you, 12? Watch the sunset. Fuck that shit. I'm going to bed. Right. Well, I guess, yeah. What are you going to pull out a guitar and try well, to sing a girl's uh, song and finger bang her in a bush? Come on. <laughs> in a bush and. Yeah. In the bush. What, what are you, you're nodding your head, Victoria. Victoria produces nodding red at, at the site of it would have worked, the, yeah. At, uh, now what? Uh, what now you you came back, yeah, uh, and uh, uh, and uh, everything was fine once you got home. Do you yeah. worry, do you worry about shit getting broken when you're away? Well, you know, I worry about the stress on my wife because I'm away and it's three kids. You know, yeah. it's not an easy thing, but uh, it all worked out. Now I've just got one more kind of weekend of work, and I have a couple months off. It's called summer in stand-up comedy, and uh, so I'm looking forward to a bit of a break. But that'll probably only last a week, you know. Well, I went to uh, I uh, I went to a, a, a birthday party on uh, Saturday afternoon. Now, if you're ever in Toronto and you see want to see one of the greatest karaoke freak shows, uh, there's a place called the Duke, and uh, it's hosted by former pro wrestler Sweet Daddy Seeky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is just uh, and it, he's this uh, big, still pretty big black guy, and he's got. We his, should have uh, him on the show. Uh. Yeah, okay. We can we can figure that out. It's it's hard enough to just tell them that you want to sing Are You Experienced by Jimi Hendrix, but let alone tell them just oh no, it's a show and oh what well satellites are these things up in space that um but he uh, uh yeah, and you know and he and he dyes his afro this like bleach blonde and has a big bleach blonde mustache so sweet daddy Siki and he hosts his karaoke night and uh there's some regulars there and it's a real freak show and uh I just uh, I'm I'm beginning to j- enjoy uh, partying in the afternoon on a Saturday more than the evening. <laughs> I think that's uh, and then there's nothing wrong with crashing at like nine o'clock at night. Yeah, right. And then you wake up at like uh, uh, you've had a long enough uh, sleep Sunday morning. You can wake up. You can get uh, shit take done on the day. Well, you, then maybe not get shit done, but you don't feel as shitty as you might if you'd stayed up. This until is one. stage, I think, seven of an alcoholic. It's okay to get hammered in the afternoon. That's how it starts. Well, it's. That's convenient. how it starts, I think. Yeah. Then, then you don't have to be looking at your watch when yeah. it's two, going like, "When can I start getting hammered?" Yeah. You can if you have somewhere to go. I suggest you can start disappointing people earlier arts. in the day. That's well, just, what it's about. Well, as long as you're not disappointing yourself, that's the first person you don't want to. That's the first person. <laughs> is that right, Victoria? That's the first person you want to make happy, right? You exactly. So uh, that was uh, loads of fun. And then actually, so there was the birthday party in the afternoon where we all uh, ripped it up. And uh, there was I don't know what sort of reunion it was, but it was like a, it was like a table of like. 16 now you you don't you don't get any excitement out of this when you see old people having a partying and having no. a good time See, I like that. I like seeing, like, when, like, I see senior citizens that are still partying. Getting their and, party on, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, it's kind of look like, I, I kind of looked at that table and just Hoping thought, that's which, your future. Yeah. Yeah, I know, oh, Dave. I, I, just, I know I was, you, Dave. I was looking at one of the people on the table. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, which one's that? Going to be me. Which one am I going to be? And, you and know, what which, three girls which, am I going to get in trouble with in which, a three-week span? Yeah, which one of these old bags would I try to pick up? Yeah. You know? Some of them look Especially look when you call terrible. them old bags. Well, I wouldn't do that to their yeah, face. Yeah, hey, old bag, come here. <laughs> well, if I'm an old dude, then I can't really call them an old bag. But you yeah. know what I'm saying. Uh, and so uh, you thought about Nana Pussy for a little while. That's nice. Only if I was uh, older. Older, yeah. Then right. I would. Yeah. But uh, what's the oldest person you've ever been with? Uh, when I was 36, was a very good year. I might have been with a woman who was 53. Whoa. Yeah. And that's she was actually the woman where her vagina looked like a squirrel that got it run over by a monster truck. That was just that was the most what I was what? <laughs> okay. Why are you looking at that? That's that's what it looked like. And okay. 
one one breast was a bigger than a little bigger than the other, and yeah. was, you know, but yeah. it's sort of one of these things. You sort of ah, you show now, up. Did, and did the squirrel have here? nuts in its mouth when it got ran over? Is that what it looked like? Uh, no, or? no, it did not look. Maybe like your it. nuts? No, not at all. Uh, it uh, it took quite the uh, the imagination in God's theater upstairs in the brain to make things work. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was probably the oldest woman that I've been with. Wow. <laughs> God, am I supposed to ask you that question well, now? No, it's... Uh, well, okay, I don't, well, how was the oldest woman that you've ever been with? Uh, probably... And, and you have to say what age you were. I was... Well, it was before my wife, that's for I sure. So. so. it was... I was probably 29, and she was probably late 40s, like 49, 50. Oh, well, what were those circumstances? Like, how did her, that happen? Her vagina looked like a vagina. I know I'm saying... I know, I'm not asking you to describe her vagina. Well... I'm just saying... I feel like oh, I have to I got now. To because because now yours you was to? so... Uh, Intimately described, like a squirrel being run over by, by a monster a truck. Monster truck. Dying. I I just looked at a vagina and said to myself, "I'm probably going to be inside that." I didn't paint pictures around it or anything. I didn't. I didn't paint. Uh, I think. Yeah, that's I, the famous story where I got she blew me in front of two comics. I don't even know that story. Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't tell that story on air. Then. Well, why don't we we'll start it now? You we'll start the door. it. It just well, you know, it was other like, than I mean, other than what you've already told us already. What was the con? Where were you? We were at a gig in this crazy broad. He said, "Hey, you want to come back to our place? I have pot, and the other two comics wanted to smoke pot. Right. I'm don't, so I just said, yeah, I'll come by.'" And then she's like insinuating she wanted to bang all three of us, and the other two guys are too high, and one guy said he'd already had sex that night, and he's like, <laughs> you know, what "Excuse does that mean? Allie, excuse Allie," and yeah. I'm like, "Well," and everybody looked at me like. I'm gonna have to take it for the team. And Why would you? It was the fucking Victoria weirdest looked like thing. Victoria just barfed in her mouth. The weirdest thing. And what sort of team is that? I don't know what kind of team it is. But team gross. Fuck. Even she looked at me like, "Well, you got no excuse," and I couldn't think fast enough. I'm like, "All right." Uh, well, you fucking couldn't weird. Think fast I know, enough, man. Yeah? I couldn't. I couldn't think fast enough. So now you can perform. You you can perform in front of other. Men. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. What? Well, but like. Then she, did, did she, she, com- she blew me, and the one comic laughed so hard he went in the next room and was knocking trinkets off shelves. Like he was laughing so hard, he, he had to leave the room. And right, it was awkward. Now, was this the gig that was out near the airport? Yes. Okay. Because then I, think- I found out she double banged two other comics. And I wanted to javex my cock. <laughs> well. Yeah, I'm okay, not going to no, say I- the names of the other comics, okay. but just trust me, you want to javex I, your I cock. I think I did that. Uh, I did that gig too. You did that girl? No, I did not do that girl. <laughs> At the airport? Uh, but I, uh, <laughs> His I did pussy that. looked like it was did ran over do, by Darren Frost? Do, no. I don't know what that, I don't know what that looks like, but, uh, <laughs> did you, uh, did you do well at that show that night? Yes. Okay. Because I bombed that night. Right. That's why, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, you I don't get nana like pussy a, when you bomb. Well, okay. First of all, I found out who she'd been with before. Right. And then oh, I was so like- Oh, so you know I, the broad I'm talking about. Well, if, if it's the same gig yes. I'm thinking about yes. out by the airport. Yes. And, uh, one, and the guy that was headlining that night, I was uh, featuring or middling, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the guy that was headlining, he's dead now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the MC is a very good friend of ours. I don't think he's, he hasn't been on the show yet. He might be. Okay. Um, but, uh. Anyway, so you met this girl? I didn't mean her. Woman. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I, woman's even sort of like, <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't meet her. I saw her from a distance. She was sort of waving at the headliner from on stage, <laughs> the guy, the headliner who's dead now. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, oh, that's the woman who's been with da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to get in my car and go home now. Yeah. Because I didn't need to. Um, yeah. It's kind of like. That's why I find I would, it would be very hard for me to go out with any any girl that I know another friend of mine's been with. Well, I know that, that sounds my, very, very shit. My rule sound shitty, always but. was. I was never. I would never be with a girl that I knew another comic was with. Another comic or another yes, friend of another yours? Com- another guy. Friend or a comic. Really? Yeah, just none. None. That's why I never dated a, another female comic or right. a waitress or okay. any of that. I just, I didn't want ever to have the like, oh yeah, so you too, huh? I just never wanted to have that conversation. And then when I found out about this, I was like, oh man. What a fucking, you know, take it for the team. You get but burned did, every so time. So she blew you to completion? Yes. Was there a, a condom was on? No. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. That's, All of a sudden the show's become Dr. Phil. Well, it hasn't become Dr. Phil. I haven't had, told you how empty you are inside because of it. <laughs> <laughs> or how empty she is inside. Yeah. Other than your cum. But, uh. It was weird. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I think, I don't have those stories. I don't have those stories. I'm, but I'm. 
I'm, I'm, anyways, I'm definitely uh, glad people that people listening didn't... on their uh, radio. Anyways, I'm, I'm glad I never went there. I never felt like I missed out. No, you didn't miss out, Dave. Okay. It was. It, it's a story that even this, when the three of us get in the same room, but I've never, we can't look at each I've other. I've never had a good experience with going back to an audience member's house uh, at, after in any Grand show. Grand Prairie, I did it once with this young comic, and these three girls wanted him big time. So I tried to play wingman for him, even though I hated is this them. The, is this the story? You have a bit about it, how you went to a strip club? Yes, yeah, okay, but, yeah. but I never tell them what happens after that. We all went to a strip club. Then afterwards, we went back to their house, and they had a stripper pole they rented in their in their house. Oh, yeah. Right? And they're all, like, dancing on a stripper pole, and this guy's just, like, kind of meekly in the corner. I'm like... Dude, I've invested five hours here. If you're not going to fuck one of these chicks, we got to get out of here. I pretty yeah. much just said that. He's like, okay, we better leave. I'm just like, okay, we got to get out of here. Then we had to find a way home, which isn't easy at like 3 o'clock in the morning in the suburb of Grand Prairie. Yeah. It was it was weird. The uh, it, it became almost like, are we going to get out of here alive at yeah, some moment? You know what? Those stripper poles, like... They're not that uh, titillating or enticing no. if you have to set them up. Because, like, there was, like, a chick that I, I was seeing over a summer for a couple months, and we were just uh, we just got really fucked up all the time. And uh, I think she ended up being agoraphobic because she got in a horrible car accident. Uh, and then all she would like to do, she would just like to show me her the pictures of her in this automobile accident. But we'd always get, like, drink lots of vodka and get all coked up, and then she would want me to set up her stripper pole. And then the uh, ceiling had, like, all this uh, fucking... Uh, what was that uh, stucco on the ceiling? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it would all like, and then oh, I would be trying to, herself? I would be trying to set up the pole, and then so the top of the pole oh. would scratch the ceiling. Then I'd get all this fucking shit in my Ooh. eyes, and I would hate it, and um, and that would be. But the one time we actually, I was in uh, with Mike Cliff and Aaron Berg. We were in uh, uh, Kingston. And I guess Aaron has tried to talk to a chick in the front row. And I guess with these blinding lights in your eyes, and he couldn't, he thought she was attractive enough to go back to her place. Right. And I thought, and then she had a friend, and I thought it was going to be like a, I thought it was going to be like a scene from Sex in the City. We'd sure. go back and be all like cocaine and yep. cheesecake. And, you know, we'd, uh, you know, we'd <laughs> be drinking like shit sparkling wine. And, yeah. But then we ended up going back to her place, and we literally, cr- you could tell that we crossed over the side of the, to the back of side Kingston, of the tracks. Yes. Yes, yes. And uh, so we go to this house, and then we kind of get an idea of, like, she had, like, drugstore lighting in her in her kitchen, so yep. all of her fucking imperfections showed up on her face, and then she... Uh, <laughs> all said, of them. All Not of just them. one, all of them. And then we had to show... She didn't we know how to work... We out. We connected she, all the dots. She And then she had, it turned out she had, like, two, like, teenage sons that were, like... Oh, yeah, that I were, like, story, shirtless, yeah. and they were playing Doom at, at her house, and <laughs> then she didn't know how to operate a bong, so then Aaron and I tried to show her... And then this pit bull came barking from around the corner <laughs> and then of course she's like oh well, he never does that which is the the famous last words out of every pit bull owner yeah. like oh well he's never bitten off a face before and, you know, <laughs> and then that was like and then just as i'm leaving uh mike cliff and one of the waitresses shows up and then i immediately like hey i've i've got to, i've got to go back to the hotel to get something i'm, I'm probably not going to come back and then they immediately like turned around and left and then aaron was like right out right out after me so that's never go back to an audience member's house i don't know if i ever told this on the show the one time that i did a show in calgary i was middling this is like early 90s mid 90s like 95 maybe at the latest and i'm middling in calgary and this is like i was on a bunch of bulletin boards and i met these people that were calgary swingers and i invited them out to the show and they all came and i bombed like yeah. I bombed. Yeah. Like I did not do well that night. Of course. And uh, I go to the table, and they all have like weird misshaped heads. Like they weren't <laughs> they weren't normal looking yeah. people. Like one was an albino, one was like a dwarf, and it's like yeah, it was really weird. Was and, it the kind of group where they couldn't have? Well, we already have one dwarf. You have to. Stick well, to stay I don't home. know. And I just I sit down, and the girl says, uh, "So you're gonna come back to our place afterwards?" And I actually saw someone like elbow her, like that movie moment of shut the fuck up. Right. And you know me, I love awkward right i'm like yeah for sure i'm coming i'm gonna come to your party yeah and then all of a sudden people just started looking down at the floor and i'm like okay i'll be right back and i leave and i tell steve cox the headliner i'm gonna go to this party he's like no man you can't go I'm like why where is it i'm like it's some subdivision he goes how the fuck are you gonna get back man I don't think you should go. Like, he was really dead set against right. it, right? Like, safety issues. And I'm like, no, I'm going, man. 
So I get in this car. We drive for like 45 minutes. It's minus 45 out. I'll never forget this. And they had a jacuzzi in the backyard. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say in the back of a car. No, no. So okay. it was minus 45. And we get to the house. And inside the house, all the furniture is all pushed aside. And they had this like giant bird. Like, I, I don't know what kind of bird it was, but it talked. Yeah. But it kept on going, ah, don't put me in the bathroom. I'm a dirty bird. I'm a dirty bird. I'll never forget that as long as I walk in this house. All these misshaped head people are taking their jackets off. And always don't put me in the bathroom. Ah, dirty bird. Well, birds are only going to learn that from right. Okay, right. Yeah, you know, from hearing and someone else say exactly. It. And so it, they shove this bird in the bathroom, so you can't take a piss or a shit because otherwise you got to go in with the bird. Then everyone gets naked and sits in this hot tub, and I did, and I'm just sitting there. Your hair is frozen because it's minus forty five with icicles in your hair, and nobody's fucking and no one's talking. Everyone's just looking at me because they're all awkward because I'm the weird one here now, right? Well, so I'm like, oh man, no one's gonna fuck as long as I'm here. Yeah, let's see how long this can go. So I'm an asshole, right? I'm like, so I stayed till like four thirty, and nobody fucked at this party. Like nobody fucked. Like everybody just did sat you wanna, there. Did you want to watch like? Like a bunch of mongoloids, like <laughs> it didn't matter to me. It was just so awkward. If they started fucking, I probably would have left. But I'm just like, how long? Really, the whole night, and nobody fucked. Like they spent all this money on some food and the jacuzzi, and nobody fucked. And I remember it was like four thirty, quarter five. Everyone's leaving, and the door opens. The bird flies out. Dirty bird, dirty bird, like this, and I just <laughs> fucking howled. I uh, the chick that I told you about that set up the stripper pole. She was also the one that. She sent me a bunch of, uh, she sent me an email with like five photos, and, and one of them said, uh, oh, yeah, and the email was titled uh, Tasteful Nudes. Right. And one of the pictures uh, was her sucking her own tit, so I don't know where she uh, got the definition of tasteful. Oh, and then this was also the same girl that told me that uh, I got her pregnant and she had a miscarriage, and then she took a photograph of it in the hospital and sent me an email of that. <laughs> Which I I didn't know they allowed you to do that in the hospital. Can I take a photograph of my miscarriage for my Instagram? So I can send it to this creepy guy I met. <laughs> I was very nice to her. Oh <laughs> well, obviously she's, she's sending you very personal. One. Yeah, yeah. I was very news. nice to the woman who showed me her miscarriage. Yeah, well, hey, yes, you were. I wouldn't have. It's sent the weirdest someone... sentence I've heard in a long time. But you own it, Dave. Well, I, I was very nice to that woman who sent me her picture of her miscarriage. Well, I I, I hate to see what she'd so, send you if you fucking helped her across the street. I didn't. It's not like I sent her like a picture. Here's a of photo like, of my dead grandmother's snatch. It looks like a squirrel run over by a monster truck. Well, I didn't. Now I know what that looks like. I didn't send her like a photograph of like some crusty gym socks that were like you know <laughs> were all like oh, covered right. in jizz. Yeah, that's my Your miscarriage. That's Your my miscarriage. Socks. Well. Yeah, well, on that note, do you yep. want to say who's on the show this week? Uh, when we come back from the break uh, on Anything Goes, Christian Potenza, the host of a new show on Discovery Canada that airs Mondays at 10 o'clock called Last Car Standing. After the break, Christian Potenza. And also just say, uh, and uh, and in the last installment of the show, we're going to have, uh, have a, our last segment from the uh, live taping of the Winnipeg Comedy Festival with uh, George Westerholm. And Kathleen McGee. So listen up. We'll be right back. Show me on the dial where the bad man touched you. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Uh, hey there, this is Dave Hemstad. You are listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Sirius XM. With 20% more brand to keep you regular from the bump. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey everybody, welcome back from the break. This is Anything Goes for the week of May 1st. And joining us in the studio, uh, someone that's been on the show before. He is now the host of a show Mondays at 10 p.m. on the Discovery Channel called Last Car Standing. Christian Potenza's here. Hey Christian, how you doing? Awesome. Glad to be here, guys. So uh, give everybody at home a little bit of a synopsis of what the show is, because uh, last time you we were here, we talked a lot about all your cartoon work and all the other stuff, but now this is kind of the thing that's, that's on the forefront for you. So what's it about? Okay, Last Car Standing is a show where people and a co-pilot <clears throat> take their beat-up, rusted-out, should-be-off-the-road cars. Okay. And they compete in a series of escalating, insane driving contests. With these cars. With their own personal cars. Right. And out of each round, 
the one car that doesn't do as good or completely falls apart or dies or right. dies yeah that car is then grabbed by a giant claw crane hoisted three stories in the air and then impaled on a giant spike okay never to be ridden again now now the owners of the cars are not in the car as it's getting spiked no, no but there are cameras <laughs> they're inside in like, they're in a, like they're in a safety box i've watched yeah. one episode and they're in like a little safe box yeah and they can watch it and enjoy it and they're they're remarkably enthused about this car or they're they're upset but they're they're upset it, it's 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 a it's a mixed bag yeah i mean because remember these cars are like family members at this point you know, these they have housed, you know, 15, 20 years worth of memories. And how, how often have you wanted to throw a family member onto a, impale them on a spike and go on with the rest of your day? I like my family. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, we... That's we a all... different show, man. <laughs> but here's, right. here's the thing. Sure. Now, we do... There, there, there's five contestants plus a co-pilot that's with them. Um, the winner of that episode is then awarded... $10,000 in automotive upgrades to that car. So they have to spend it on that car. They yes. can't just walk and go buy a new car and put nope. good rims on it. Nope. It has to be that car because those people are there to give their car one more shot. Like these cars are going to be towed away or scrapped or you know, they're gone. So they love their cars so much they want right. to give it one more chance. So we give them 10000 bucks, and they are, the ult they are the last car standing. Okay. But... <clears throat> There's one course. It's our last course. It's the final course. It's called the Beater Buster. It's called the Beater Buster for a reason. So after that, $10,000, what's it going to do? Well, that no, that was going to be my next question. It's like yeah. some of these cars are, you know, they the one guy had to push it across the mm -hmm. episode I saw. You know, it's like, yep. I don't know if ten grand is even going to get that thing back on the road. Well, they then have a chance to come back and compete with other winners for $50,000 in automotive upgrades and the title of the ultimate last car standing. Wow, 50 grand you can make that car fly. Yeah, I know, right? No, I, no, I, I saw the uh, the episode the episode that I saw it's, uh, and then they get the chance or you ask the guy at the mm -hmm. end of the episode. I don't want to spoil it and say whether he chose to go on to the uh, to the final round and be the last uh, car standing. Um, but like if someone were to do that, uh, they're not allowed to go off and get some like uh, get a little bit of work done with their car and then come back for the final round? No, what happens is our mechanics on site mm -hmm. will put it to a level of playing ground. But remember, <clears throat> each episode is a different class of car. Right. So in the final episode, or the, the finale, you have trucks and 4x4s and vans competing with compacts. Okay, because that was going to be my next question. Because the, the episode I saw, I, I can't remember what category of cars it would would have been, but they were all like um, kind of like uh, very similar. Rusted? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so my, my idea was over eight episodes. So yeah, I, I know one is going to be boats. Yeah. Isn't that right? That's one, right. One of the episode of boats. So how can the boats compete with the with the cars? Well, that's the thing. In, in the... Um, in the finale, they're all put together and they're put through the exact same test. Now, in each episode, we all it always starts with the hot lap, which is a race. So it's not the same ever twice because for the small cars, you know, we'll we'll get them to go backwards or it's a triangle shaped track. And in with the boats, it could be an oval shaped track and they only get one lap. I see. You know okay. what I mean? Right. So it's always different. So every episode Oh, sorry. In the in the grand finale, it's it's they try to do something that's in the middle ground, you know, so right. that it's just uh, as close to level playing field as you can get. Now, has anybody like when I watched it? I'm like, if I drove some of these cars, there's do you think there'd be some kind of embarrassment factor to some of these cars? But obviously, they love them enough to join up for it. But are you ever sitting there going, man, oh, I wouldn't be caught dead in that car? Oh, there is. There, I would. Yeah, and the smell. Yeah, and the torn seat, and also like. People, before they even get, I could not pick up a girl or go on a date in this car, but right. they do. Like, because they've got to flip the hood open, they've got to, you know, Fonzarelli this, and then they've <laughs> got to top up the fluids, and yeah. then they got to wash their hands or don't, and something's held together with, like, duct tape and a piece of wood. Right. And uh, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. It's, uh, it's actually, like, we're doing them a favor. Right, These right. people, like... 
one woman, you know, she basically took her kids home from the hospital after giving birth to them and 20 some odd years later drove them to college. Right. So in those 20, she sees her car completely different than you do. Yeah, it's an extension she knows of her. It. Right. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, I get so that. So it's, it's that, that's what's hard. Now, when any has it ever happened where someone's gotten spiked and they got quite emotional? Like they got really, really upset? Every time. Every time. Really? Eh? Yeah. Um, I've seen grown men cry. Right. I've seen uh, I've seen laughter, but you know it's it's they go through the, all the stages of denial and all like you know this is really happening. Then okay, just get it done, just get it done. And then when it happens, when it's final, it's over. Have you ever seen your car up on the hoist at a mechanic shop? Yes. And doesn't it look kind of weird because that's the thing you drove right. and now it's up there and you're looking at it? Imagine it being held three stories in the air, about to be impaled and destroyed. Well, well, yeah. When you see it in a mechanic shop, it's like uh, you're watching surgery happen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess, you know, if you see it getting impaled. This is like, an execution. Right, exactly. <laughs> How do, okay, now, so if someone gets their car trashed, do you give them a ride home afterwards? Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, they literally don't have a car. So yeah. what happens? The yeah, person you they guys came with. give them, like, a TTC pass for a month yeah. just to get themselves back on their feet. Well, they are awarded $1,500. Right. And we basically take their car from them. Oh, okay. They don't get to become actor members or anything like that because they've been on... <laughs> no. They don't yeah. join the actors' union or anything like that? No, but you, you, there are a few people that came to the show with designs of having a spin-off. Right. Not, not going to lie. Okay. Well, how, how did you find the people on the show? Um, well, uh, Proper Television, who right. does uh, Canada's Worst Driver. Right. Um, and uh, Canada's which, which Worst... Which I think Dave should go on. Well, actually, if you, if you ever had Canada's Worst Dater, that would be the worst. <laughs> Just like, hey... Why did you get up halfway through dinner and then you went outside for like 10 minutes and then you came back in and, and you smelled different and you started talking about all this crazy shit that I had no idea what you're talking about? Um, did you ever want to get the Amish involved in this and have like last buggy standing and impale like buggies and horses onto spikes? And You know what? I'm, I'm waiting to see because of all the fans that I have from right. the cartoons. Yeah. I've seen them pretty much copycat. You know, Chris McLean from Total Drama, and I can't wait to see Last Mountain Bike Standing, yeah. Last Skateboard Standing, Last, last Rickshaw Standing, Last Rickshaw Standing, yeah. you name it. Right. Yeah, you I can't wait to see what's going to happen. But as far as the Amish, um, not not really. <laughs> well, I, I I know they're not knocking at your door, emailing you to uh, be a part of your show. Can they email? I don't. Uh, during Run Springer? There must be a grand uh, Amish person that they must allow to have a computer, right? Yeah, the Grand Wizard of the Amish, Dave. That's what you're going for there? Yeah, the Grand Wizard, yeah. Um, what about, like, mopeds? You ever thought, like, for next season, any idea about, like, a moped or something? That'd be kind of interesting. I, you know, I, I, once again, okay, these people's cars are taken from them and they're retrofitted with a five point harness. Oh right, right. Safety, like, right. Safety. Yeah, you okay. gotta think they're not gonna be buckled in. Yeah. it's interesting though to see these people drive these cars and put them to the utmost like everything you learned in driving school out the window. Right, right. I'm like I tell them if this may be the last time that you drive your car that you love so much, so you really have to give it all it's got. And these people just just go for it. And what's interesting, too, is the co-pilot. If you watch the beginning, they're like, this is my friend, and they should get rid of this car <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. embarrassed. By the second challenge, yeah. they are like, you Come can on, do this! Do yeah, oh, I know. we're going to yeah. win! Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, there was a couple of them like, this yeah. guy's an idiot. Yeah. This car's a piece of junk. Come on, come on, come on, you're going to win! Yeah, it's like, we can do this, yeah. man. The, humans, the human competitive spirit kicks in and right. goes full throttle. Yeah. How like, has uh, have you taped the uh, like the entire series? Is we it... have done seven episodes plus the grand finale. Okay, uh, and, and so, that was first season. And so, like, do you do? Because uh, Darren has a minivan. Yes. And uh, like, did you go through minivans? Or yes. What, what's the different categories of uh, of cars? We have the compacts. Right. We have the sports. Right. Uh, we have the vans. Yeah. We have the four by fours. What else do we have? Boats. Boats. Uh, now why boats? I don't understand because the big long like remember during the eighties. Yeah, they made cars a little different. They made them big. Yeah, right. these aren't actual oh, boats. Oh, You're okay. talking like the Etzel of the car yeah. world, giant, yeah. massive cars. That's, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you actually meant like in the water yeah. boats. And I when thought, I first that's, asked, that's what yeah. I thought too. Then when you described that, I understood. Yeah, no, yeah. the boats. Yeah, yeah the, like the, giant cars, like Lincoln's, Lincoln's Delta, nineteen seventy six yeah, yeah. Lincoln. Absolutely. Wow. And we had little tiny ones. We had like a little Acadia. On there, we've had them all. Like yeah. an Austin Mini. No, Chicken. I wish. Yeah, 
I old wish. school Austin Mini. There's a few of those around. But if you want to get your car on, right, right, go to Last Car Standing. Go to the Facebook page and fill out the application and because everybody has a car or a story or knows somebody that has a car like this. Right. And you know what? If you're going to get rid of it, at least give it one less, you know, one last chance. Hmm. I don't know. I. Uh... I think it's I think it's interesting. I just worry about the one person that's just sort of like, oh, I didn't think you were really going to destroy my car, <laughs> and just oh, this is real shit. What have I got myself into? But um, yeah, the point of no return. Yeah, no, yeah. Or, or the person who really thought they were going to win, like they didn't didn't even think of the option of no, I'm not going to win this. You know what though, and, and that's the thing. It's anybody's game. It doesn't matter how because we've had guys on there that they race cars on the weekend. Right. They don't care. Right. They show up. They're gone because their car. Is like there's three things that can get you to the spike, the driver, like the driver and their driving, the actual car, and the combination of the two. Those are the three things. And each each challenge tests either one or the other or both. So it's anybody's game. I mean, you see some of these cars and it looks intimidating. You're like, oh, they're gonna take. And this guy races on the weekend. He's gone after the second round. Well, and then, but I mean, I saw some of the, uh, like the personalities of the, uh, of the, well, there's the two women drivers in the one episode that I saw that was the blonde and the brunette. And, uh, I just, I don't know. That's all Dave watched. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There were cars. Oh, they're not topless. There were cars. (laughs) Yeah. There's such a cross section of people. Like everybody, you know, it's not just guys with their junked up cars or anything. It's like, Kids get you know a, a, a father and son work on this car together. It never happened, or it's a it's a teenager's first car, or you know it's a guy that's had this car for like twenty years. Well, it's, and, you know, the, whole, the whole idea, and that's why Canada's worst driver is such a, a big hit. I'm sure is everyone has had a car, a good car, a great car, a yeah, crappy car, yeah, one that they just you know, I can just get through this month on, and then I'll get a new one. Everyone's had those stories. No, very few people, unless you live in like metropolitan Toronto. Most people drive, so they have yeah. those stories. Well, and it's funny because when I talk about the show, um, or before people really we started seeing it, I, I would be explaining what the show is, and they, oh my god, that sounds great, mm-hmm. that sounds amazing. You know what? And then they start telling their story right away. There, there's a they relate yeah. to the show. That's why the show is it's funny. I mean, it's it's comedy based. You know, there there's myself, uh, Steve Dillon is writing on the show. Oh, he's a great comic. Yeah. Great comic, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and it comes from a comedy base. Sure. But it's, you know, it's this, uh, I mean, because what we're doing is actually, I, after we'd finish shooting each day, I'd be like, I can't believe we're doing this. And or how long does it take to film each episode? Uh, each episode is two days. Okay. Two days. And, uh, and like late at night, are they allowed to sneak in and like do something to their car or are they nothing. pounded? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're allowed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you can sneak in if you want. One thing I, one thing I, I was uh, curious about is that like uh, in, I don't know if you, you were a part of the process of uh, of like, uh, like casting the people in their cars and stuff like mm-hmm. that or if you got to see any of those tapes. But I was just kind of curious if like someone would submit their car and then you know then you guys would look at it and go like well that's not as shitty as we want our cars to be for the show and yeah. then someone would go off and then come back in half an hour and then it would be like a little bit more beaten up and <laughs> and then they would be like really it's not shitty enough for you then they come back and they then can it's... sniff it out right you know what i mean like there are some cars where it's undeniable that they have spent a long time together right this person knows it you know they're not just in it for the upgrades they're like you know, I really want my car to win, and you know it it would mean a lot. Or, or it's like my car's gonna die, and I thought, why not give it a Viking funeral and just you know just drive it, drive it till it's done. <laughs> I just because I, I did. I mean, there were some of those issues too about like some of the cars starting up when they were in some of the, the mm-hmm. laneways and stuff. Yeah, or in in some of the for the some of the uh, the stunts that you had the people do. Um, challenges, not ch- yeah, stunts. Sorry, challenges, challenges. not stunts. Um, <laughs> one of the things uh, I kind of uh, uh, yeah did, did like about it was just I mean the the joyous spirit of everyone on the show was having a good time. No one seemed to be. And that's that's it too. Yeah. Like you know even all the trash talking aside, it's like hey we're on a TV show and also we're doing something so crazy. Nick, never in a million years right. would they have ever thought they would be able to do this. I mean, isn't that the dream? Didn't you always want to just get a car and just like oh, just yeah. drive for a weekend? Just oh, I did that to my dad for Fairmont. <laughs> I took it out once with my buddies when he came back and didn't go in reverse. I just said, I don't know what happened. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. Of course. 
But I, imagine. I, I drove into a wrought iron fence when I was what I was. Uh, uh, I'm doing air quotes now, avoiding a raccoon on the road. Uh, but uh, now, did you ever have to like? I mean, because you want everyone to show up and you want them to have a specific anecdote about their car. Like, did you ever have to pick and choose? Like, okay, well, you tell this story about your car, and uh, no, oh no, it's all there. So if like they every if every guy's story was, I love this car because uh, I, I fucked uh, this, to, like all these chicks in the back of my car, and hey, maybe don't tell that story. Do you have any other memories of this car? No, this is the fuckmobile. That's all. All, that's all it's if good for. If that's their story, yeah. we'll show it. Okay. You know what I mean? We let people... When I first... There's no reenactments no, of like... Here's what happened. You get reenactors <laughs> to come on and reenact like... What happened the in the car? Yeah. yeah Dave's ready and available for next yeah, season. That's I what he's trying me. to say in his so-called fuckmobile. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a union member, so you got to work around the actor thing. But, uh, but I just... I think I'm Actra. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's exactly. ways. Right. There's ways. Let's yeah. do this. No, they. Um, what were we talking about? Because now I just picture you well, reacting. Don't people, picture me fucking in a car. I, I just, yeah. I just hate too. So. No, no, he was asking about you know when people have the same story and it's like oh, the same story. Yeah. Okay. Or a story that you're like, ooh, I don't know if we can air this. Well, before we started shooting, I was given each episode with each contestant and their co-pilot, and it has all this background information oh, okay. and about the car, and it has pictures and everything. So I'm studying it. I'm studying. It. I'm like trying to remember everything. I show up first day of set, and I'm like, I don't have to do a thing. Right. I don't have to angle anything. These people do all the heavy lifting. Sure. And you just have to point to a spot of rust, and they go, oh, let me tell you about that, or yeah. this dent over here. And it's just, it's actually, like, one of the cars had a bullet hole in it. It was a drug runner from New Orleans. Right. That he got at a police auction. Enough said, really. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? I can usually do that with my body. Uh, if when I wake up on uh, a Saturday morning, I'm like, oh, that's a bullet hole. Or that's, Hi, uh, that bruises from there. And that welcome to there. Last Dave Standing. Yeah. Oh, man. That's this episode has a brunette and a blonde in it. <laughs> yeah. Who will survive? Uh, um, okay, we're almost out of time, but we want to make sure we get this out there. Uh, Discovery Channel, Monday at 10 p.m. Yeah. And is there any kind of website they can go to if people want to join? Like, or is it a Facebook page right now? Go to the Facebook two? page. Go to discovery.ca. Just punch in Last Car Standing. Okay. There's a whole bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff. But go to the Facebook page, and that's where you get all the... Uh, go to the Last Car Standing Facebook page. Okay. Um, and also, Canadian Tire is running a contest that you can win $10,000... In Canadian Tire Money, okay. if you upload a picture of your car on their website, it's, okay. not, it's not all in like five cent bills or anything like that. It's like Canadian one dollar bills, one dollar bills. Okay, I was walking good. around with a big briefcase of Canadian, Canadian tire, tire Money, ten thousand dollars all in right. ones. Go to I, Last Car Standing contest, check that out. So if you you still want ten grand. Yeah. Try that one out. All right. Well, I, I saw I saw the one episode and it it, it does look like a lot of fun and uh, and it seems like the kind of show that you could you could sell just about everywhere because yep. everywhere <laughs> people got cars and yep. uh, and and they hold on to them just for whatever reasons. Well. It speaks to everybody, man. Yeah, I want to see RVs next season. That's what I want to <laughs> yes. see. With family strapped yes. in, the, in the back, eating sandwiches. <laughs> and if you know, if you puke at the end of it, you don't get to keep going on. You got to redo this. Thing. <laughs> or, or what you should do is you should just surprise people while they're driving their cars around town, and then just have one of those big cranes that pick up their car, <laughs> and then involved. yeah, and then just pick up their car and then just, just drive them drive off it. to. Or you could impale it as well with them, uh, or just like take it off to whatever uh, course I just that they are taking it off and taking it somewhere just driving away with it yeah that's it yeah all right thanks christian i appreciate it thank thanks you guys by. until we show. spike again yes still waiting for the bestiality videos to get their own category at the adult video awards this is anything goes with darren frost and dave martin Hi, this is Dean Stockwell, and you're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Laugh Attack XM Radio. Proving once again cats are smarter than humans, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey everybody, this is Anything Goes. We're turning. This is the week of May 1st, and we now go to our last segment, taped live at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Uh, Kathleen McGee joins us, and mm -hmm. our guest for the episode is George Westerholm. Take it away, George. All right, we're about to uh, keep the show going. Uh, your next guest has been on the show before. Uh, he's an award-winning comedian and writer for the Rick Mercer Report. 
And he has a show at the, uh, the festival uh, called It's My Show. A warm welcome for George Westerholm, folks. George Westerholm. Hello. Good evening, Winnipeg. It's good to be back. Good to be back. I, uh, I come here every year. And it's not that I'm a bad traveler, okay? Uh, but I'm always worried that someone's going to take my luggage. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, but a friend of mine, he had a good bit of advice. He said, when you travel, just put something small and identifiable on your bag so that you know it's yours and other people know it's not theirs. And I did that, and it's been great. Nobody's tried to take my luggage since. And now whenever I travel, I just put a small swastika on my bag. I know it's mine. And other people know that it's not theirs. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to tell you why I'm excited. This is going to be my year. 2013 is going to be my year. And you know how I know this? I have a catchphrase that I believe will be the catchphrase of the year. My catchphrase, fuck it up a notch. That is, that is my new catchphrase. Yeah, that's right. That's right. See, it's spreading. See, feel free to use that. You can use it in this way. You thought I fucked up last year. I did fuck up last year. But this year, I'm fucking it up a notch. Yeah. 2013. All right. You know, I, I, it's been a year since I've been in Winnipeg. And I got to say, I love what you've done. You, you got rid of spring. What a bold move, Winnipeg. So, uh, what's it going to go now? Uh, fall, winter, extra winter? Get rid of spring, we're going to go for a season of extra winter. Uh, I don't know if you've seen me perform before, but uh, this is typically the spot in my show where I think, how can I win them back? <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, speaking of, of weather, though, uh, summer is my favorite um, I was going to say month. That would be wrong. Maybe here. Maybe here it isn't. But uh, no, but I love summer. And when you think of summer, okay, what do you think of as the perfect summer music? Death metal, for sure. Yeah. Just four sweaty guys in a basement. That's summer to me. But uh, also, I guess, arguably, reggae music. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, I, oh, <laughs> all right. I wasn't trying to do anything there, just to be, just to be clear. Say, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, reggae music, yeah. And I dig reggae music because you know what? The artists are so laid back. Everybody's so cool. And, uh, but there's one reggae artist uh, that I found that has had a, kind of a tough time of it. Oi, 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 oi! Listen up now, it is I, dear Rastafarian atheist. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the Rastafari atheism, okay. Oh, well, hey, young girl, you're looking so fine. See you walking down the street, girl. You blow mine, oh, your lips, they like a fine wine, yeah. But you know what? When you're dead, they put you in the ground, bury you with the earth. You lay in the darkness forever. Dead. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Okay. Oh, hey, I'm good. Looking so sweet. See you walking down the streets. Oh, so sweet. Mm, from the tip of your head to the bottom of your... But you know what? When you're dead, they put you in the ground, bury you with the earth, you lay in the darkness forever. Nothing but the blackness. Yo, 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 yo. Okay, let's go now. One life, that's all you got now. One life. Okay, let's get together and not entertain any foolish notions. Come on now. Thank you.
George Westerholm, ladies and gentlemen. George Westerholm. All right. That was awesome. That was great. Um, Thank you. Now, since the last time we saw you, uh, you uh, won an award, right, at the Canadian Screen Awards or the Screen Guild? What is it now? It's oh, yes. Well, yes, uh, uh, for the Mercer Report. Yes, yeah. they, they, they won for writing, which right. was very nice. And you were part of that team, right? I am part of that team. Thank you very much. Yeah. A lot of, uh, actually, a lot of people think that we work out of the CBC building in downtown Toronto. That actually isn't true. Every fall, we are chloroformed and taken to a mysterious island and you can have anything you want there all you have to do is write the show every week and promise not to have sex with any of the monkeys and they have the most beautiful monkeys that you've ever that's seen that's how they entice you and see if you'll break the rules exactly right. and if you do in the volcano wow yeah has I, anyone ever broken that rule? One person went in the volcano. Wow. Yeah, never to be seen again. Oh, wow. Man. I, I can't go to a zoo anymore because I, I said that my New Year's resolution was no more monkey sex. <laughs> that, is, that is a good New Year's resolution. Yeah. Well, you stick, try to stick to something. <laughs> uh, now, uh, I actually, I know you, you have a show here uh, during the uh, Winnipeg Fest. Uh, it is the, uh, tell me the name of your show again. It's actually here at this venue, too, the gas yeah. station theater. Is that theater? this venue? It is. Yeah, it's called It's My Show. Right. And it's uh, about an hour-long show. And, uh, uh, now, I saw this show when it was in Toronto. You did? And now that you brought it to Winnipeg. Uh, I, yeah, I was at the Toronto Fringe, and mm -hmm. now it's uh, here in Winnipeg. And uh, I'm sure you've done uh, some improvements uh, since <laughs> I've seen it. No, well, I, no it's, it's a very, very funny show, and you should check it out yes. while you're here. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Okay, as you should know this, it is a combination of uh, music and comedy. And uh, also, through my artistry, I transform this theater into an epicenter of cosmic phenomena. Oh, yes, okay. Yes, yes. You, you just lost half our audience. <laughs> well, okay, I'll just I'll explain in layman's terms what there it means. There we go. Do you light farts on fire? <laughs> no, but what happens is it's a transformative experience. The show lasts an hour, but when people leave, they right. will have aged five years. <laughs> Just no, from it, watching my show. Does Doug Henning open the show? or? <laughs> no. Okay, sure? only you got that. Great. All right. <laughs> Great. All right. Um, now, one uh, thing that some people in the audience may know or may not know, in your past, you were uh, originally a duo act with the creative director of the festival, Al Ray. Yes. And you toured uh, quite extensively throughout Canada as a duo called Alan George. Yes, right? that's true. Super and, creative. And, uh, Thank you. I always love telling this story, and I think this audience would love it too. Uh, being a duo on the road is tough because the money's a little tighter because it's two people, right? Being yes. paid for the same one, one-person job normally on shows. Yes. And you had a very unique way of paying yourselves. So please uh, <laughs> let them know. I know you've said this to me before, but I just love the story. It was actually, well, it was a story. It, it, the, there's a book out called I Killed, where it takes a number of like, comedian stories of them on the road. And uh, you, Al and George, uh, you being the uh, George part, uh, were featured <laughs> in that book. Yeah, and tell us the story about how yeah. the money was dived, divvied up. Well, you know, it's, you do these one-nighters. And like, here's the thing. Like, people would go, and the comics would do one-nighters. And they go, and they do a big tour, and they would get really smoking hot because they would be doing all these dates we would just get worse and worse and it became like the most dispiriting thing and so like so you're at, you're at this venue i forget where, even where we were but you know you got your money and uh we just thought well you know what we got nothing to do and it's just bleak why don't we just throw the money up in the air and we'll just fight each other and just see how much we can get see and so we would do that now this was before <laughs> This is before loonies and toonies. Yeah, so dollar bills. <laughs> well, you see, but that's the thing. You realize pretty quickly that it's best to have a lot of low-denomination bills because, right. you know, if there's a hundred floating around and one guy gets a hundred, that's, that's painful. Yes. That, that's not good. Did you, like, punch for real? Well, you know what? As the tour went on, <laughs> the punching seemed to become a little bit more real. Yeah. But, uh, no, no, uh, yeah, it got, it got, and the thing was, you know, the most disturbing thing is the club owners, they thought that this was very amusing. Oh, yeah, I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's probably great for you, or great for me, but not for you. Right, right? yeah, one yeah. Of those stories. There were some bloody yeah. nights. Well, it's kind of like our show. You know, at the beginning, we're reasonably pleasant with each other, and yes. at the end, I just want to, you know, hit Darren with a two-by-four. <laughs> yeah. or, or a shovel. Or, or just, or drown him or something like yeah. that. But, you or, know. or Kathleen's iPhone she dropped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I'm wondering, have you got plans for uh, fuck it up a notch key tags or lunch boxes? 
Wow. Well, no, but if you're willing to invest, uh, I would well, be uh, happy to. I think North Korea is already making them. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. What is going on over there? I don't know. That's crazy oh, stuff. Look crazy stuff. <laughs> oh, don't start. Guys. That's sorry, Japanese, Dave. Okay. Uh, and we do have a couple questions that were sent in uh, through the uh, power of the internet. Um, and uh, the first one is, because you have had an extensive career writing as well as performing, have you ever written something, then years later you watch it and go, what the fuck was I thinking? Not years later. <laughs> so pretty quickly. <laughs> like you're writing, you watch it as it airs, and go, holy fuck. I don't know, you know what? You reach an age, man, where it's just like, am I too old to be doing musical comedy? Do you yes, know what I mean? Yes. I think so. It's like leather pants, right? You just yeah. reach an age where it's just like an affront to humanity. It's like, this man should know better. Right. That's why, yeah, that's so are you going to start writing ballads now, then? Well, no, I don't have that skill set. <laughs> but also, you're not a big parody guy either, are you? Or it's, like, it's not like you, know, you hear a song with the word heart in it, and you're just like, I'll change that to fart, and we got a great song. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, my achy, breaky fart, you know? Come on, you don't have that thing. Oh, it yeah. goes That's on my forever. favorite thing in the world to do, is just put fart or poo or something in the song. <laughs> Writes itself. It does. And, which actually goes to our second question. Uh, for a million dollars, would you write a parody song for Eat It and call it Beat It? Ah, and, and why Al. do I bring this up? Because uh, I was talking to Al Ray before, yes. and how you guys would uh, kind of laugh about Weird Al in the beginning years, and then you actually worked with Weird Al, and now yeah. have a great respect for him because of his work ethic and how great he is. He's a great fucking guy. Yeah. He's like a great guy, and you know what? A cracking band. Well, the, yeah. The drummer in that band is just like... But he has like seasoned uh, yeah. like, pr players. Like, yeah, oh yeah, and the, the love of people when they go to see him like yeah. that venue man they just go nuts for him it's yeah. really cool it's like scientologists you know they're like, they're <laughs> a cool group of like going you gotta oh man to get to the level of weird owl fans you know it's, just, it's quite something you know that's the only show i actually turned down once i don't turn down a lot of shows because i need money and uh someone asked me to open for weird owl once and i said no Why? just cause, because you know my act come on fucking give me a break there's like, you know, there's like 12-year-olds to 6-year-olds sure. oh, in the yeah. audience, and yeah. I take that very okay. serious about, you know, children shouldn't see my act. I don't know what I'm going to do when they might get see my act, probably go to somewhere else. That'd but, be you cool know. if they asked you to open for Bieber. You would do it just I'd do Justin Bieber, yeah. for sure I would. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if that stopped the music, I'd fuck them. Yeah. Come on, I'd do it for the team! <laughs> and Come he's on. very, very feminine. Huh? He's very feminine. Yeah. yeah. Well, if he grows a little tits, maybe you can... Uh... Fuck him. You know? I would kill Justin Bieber. <laughs> I would, like, yeah. He would die. Like, if you want Justin Bieber to die, get McGee to fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> he would be... Yeah, your vagina would be like a bear trap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you George? write that song? Your vagina is a bear trap. I'm scared to go inside or something yeah. like that. Oh. I like it. <laughs> it would almost be like, uh, who does it? Is it Morrissey that does the girlfriend in a coma? Yeah. It's Morrissey. like, a, vagina is a bear trap. And some, you know, you'll go with it. I like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dave, why do you explain to the musician what he should do? All right. First of all, what you got to do. With an is, accent. Right. Yeah. With a German accent, you do so oh, well. No. The first thing you've got to do. <laughs> so British. That's so British. No, it's not British. No, it's all right. The first thing you've got to do is. Oh God. Oh God. What you ask it? me to do something and then I do it and then don't right. get mad You're at right. me. Right. You didn't do it right yeah. though. Oh, I didn't do it right. Why does everything have to be right? <laughs> Hello. Okay. <laughs> Uh, when is your when is your show? Let the people here know it's on Saturday night. Friday night. Friday night. At what time? Ten thirty. Ten thirty. So people in the audience, please come back. Uh, support George Westerholm and his uh, show here called "It's My Show." George Westerholm, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, George. Cheers. All right, that was great. That was George Westerholm live from the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, and we are out of time. We took so much time off the top telling our lovely stories, our little kitchen party stories. Well, I that like was a, yeah, we got a, a lot of shit out there. That a I, lot of shit out there. I gotta, I gotta remember not to do that. Uh, <laughs> I gotta remember not to tell those stories again. Wonder what the average Discovery Candle listener may think of your story about getting a picture of a miscarriage. I know because we uh, yeah they're gonna hear that shit yeah, before sure the Christian are. Potenza shit. That's right. They're gonna have to be like all those cartoon people are gonna be like really uh, pissed off. So, you know what? It's not our fault. What our what not Christian, our fault. Well, it's not our fault. What his not fan base fault, is. Dave. No, 
No, we're but ourselves. There's a, there's a strict warning on this show. That, Absolutely, that uh, yep. you know we don't we don't hold back. We're gonna right. tell honest stories about our, our about, lives and about squirreled run over vaginas. It's not my fault that her vagina looked it like that. It is your fault that it's you said not. it. Oh, it's of course it's my fault that I said it. There you go. I'm not. I'm just not my fault that it looked like that. Yeah. Um. But uh, now every I, time I, I see a monster truck, I'm gonna look under a wheel. Oh, that's what it looked like. Well, you could just imagine, you know. I can, I, can. I only I only referenced it because she was the girl that when I described it in my act what some vaginas look like. Right. Then that's what hers looked like right. that day. You yeah. Know? It's like a weird ripple in it too. Ripple. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, I don't now I think she's insane and living in Hamilton. Well the, but well it's fitting in. <laughs> That's what Hamilton. Most women in Hamilton have a snatch that look like that. I don't so, know, but I think most. Women... I think there's groups like they get together and they. How know. can we change this and self help groups trimming and. Well, well, why not turn into Jackie Mason there and the trimming? And yeah. Anyways, that is the show. Uh, we are. We thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can always find me on Twitter at Comedy Horror. The Max says oh, Max all this. Says all this shit, so we're Max done. says all this stuff. We're done, at the right? End. Yeah. yeah uh, see you uh, next time, everybody. Yeah. Well, we can tell more stories about how my wife wants to leave me. Shit. Yeah. That's it for this week. Anything goes. Wants to thank Victoria for producing the show and George Westerholm for the music used. Follow the hosts on Twitter at Comedy Whore, at Dave Martin World. Download new episodes every week on iTunes by typing Anything Goes on XM. Join the Facebook group and follow the show on Twitter at Anything Goes Hot. Anything Goes helps you laugh, cry, and learn something. Come back next week. And until then, take it easy.